Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and I'm a queer adoptee witch raised in fundamental Christianity and a mama to two rambunctious kiddos. Labels really help me tell a story about my way of being in the world. I'm influenced by my profession as a community college instructor and licensed mental health counselor, as well as my experience as a tarot reader and Reiki practitioner. If you're looking for declarative statements or black and white guidance, I'm probably not your gal. My approach to these conversations is less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I don't presume to have the answers, but I'm enjoying working out the process with you all. So let's get started. I'm really happy to have you here. Today on the podcast, we get to listen to the conversation that I have with Dominique of Rosie D. Wire Wraps and the brand new podcast, Cannabis and Consciousness. We talk about Reiki, we talk about dreams, and we explore Dominique's spiritual journey up until this point. And it's just a really fun conversation. So I hope that you enjoy listening to me talk with Dominique of Rosie D. Wired Wraps. And when you're done with this podcast, you should head on over to her new podcast, Cannabis and Consciousness, and give it a check out as well. All right. It is my pleasure to welcome Dominique of Rosie D. Wire Wraps to the podcast. Hello, everyone. And hello, Jenna. How are you? I am doing so well. And I am really, really excited that I get to talk with you because I have seen your jewelry. um, And I know before, you know, I'm going to want to ask you like who you are and stuff, but I've seen your jewelry on Instagram and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm so excited to be able to talk with you today about your journey. Oh, thank you so much. I know it's, it's been quite a journey. Let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. So before we start talking shop and you know, all of the, the practical details, let's just have some time for you to share kind of anything that you feel um, like you want to talk about tonight around like who you are and maybe um, some backstory of how you got to this place. Okay. Um, Well, I, firstly, I would like to preface everything by saying that I'm a very honest, um, slightly outspoken person. So, you know, some of the experience that I have is a little bit raw, uh, depending on what it is, um, and definitely coincides with what has led me down um, into my spiritual path, I guess you would say. So I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on this spiritual journey, and it started for me, I would say, in 2013. And in the last year, I've picked up um, Reiki healing um, and really studied that. I started doing my wire wrapping about two and a half, three years ago. Um, And, you know, that's coincided with a lot of the spiritual aspect of things through crystals and stones and, you know, finding my center and meditating and that helping with depression and anxiety and just also like in general, I would love to talk about, um, synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know what claircognizance is, um, but I would love to talk about that too. And just being an intuitive individual because, you know, I feel like that's something that everyone has and not everyone's really able to tap into. 
Mm-hmm. Did you always know that you were intuitive or had claircognizance? Yeah, you know, I would say I've always had it. Um, ever since I was young, like, I would say one of the weirder uh, things that came up for me was one time when I was really young, I got, I like burned my finger or something. And in burning my finger, there was such a weird, like I received like a message and I don't know where it came from, but it was like, oh, like you can use toothpaste as a remedy for burns. And Mm. I was, I was only nine and I'm like, there's no way I could know something like that. So I ended up finding out that this is actually like a remedy. Like when people have small burns to relieve them, people in the past, like in the you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, um, would use uh, toothpaste because the spearmint in toothpaste and the menthol helps to, you know, pull out the the burning sensation. So just like weird things like that have come up. Um, we're just, it's just things that I know and it, there's no way I should really know them. So, yeah. That's amazing. So it's been with you, you know, kind of like a power that you've had to be able to tap into or experience since you were Mm -hmm. a kid. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like 2013 was really when things sort of shifted in your life and you kind of were more launched onto this path or you intentionally chose to kind of pursue this avenue of spirituality? Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, I've always been a spiritual being. I, since I was young, I'm, I'm very about synchronicities and paying attention to the signs and, you know, finding a repeating pattern that's kind of pointing me in the right direction. Um, but I would say that I feel that life, when it pulls you in certain directions, um, sometimes you start going down a path that kind of strays from where destiny would kind of pull you. Um, mm-hmm. And in this particular at this particular time, I was in a relationship. I think I was eight, 18. I had just turned 18 when I started dating this guy. And I was with him for about three and a half years. Um, but our relationship ended in 2013. And it was such a a whirlwind of how it ended and how it was. it was almost like a strange awakening. It was like, oh, you mean I can just walk away from the life that I have at any point and literally start over? And it was such a strange like switch that kind of went off in my mind. And then I realized like, okay, like everything is temporary. We, we are here to experience all of these different feelings and relationships with people so that we can ultimately get to wherever life is, is really trying to, get us to. Um, but I, I think I didn't quite tap into that before this, you know, relationship happened. Um, Mm -hmm. it was not a good relationship. Uh, it was very abusive. So when I was able to walk away, it was then that these intuitive abilities kind of amplified and started to come back again. Like when I was younger and I was like, Oh, and like, these, these very large changes and transformations when they do happen is when my intuitive abilities really, really jump at me a lot more. So I think that's why it started up again at that time. 
Wow, that's amazing. It sounds like, I mean, for anyone out there who's who's listening who might be experiencing like a similar situation where they're in a relationship and it's maybe just not like the right thing for them to know mm-hmm. that they're that they have the power <clears throat> to to take that and and have it be transformational. It sounds like you were able to kind of keep that perspective as you were leaving a situation that sounded maybe not like the best for you. Right, right. It was it was very um that was the first time in my life I was able to acknowledge like, oh, I have a lot of power in mm. in my situations. So, you know, I think that a lot of people end up being complacent. Mm-hmm. And I think that they uh find comfort in in lack of change. And I think that that's when they really stunt their spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So 2013, that's five years ago, going on six years ago. Walk wow. me through kind of this, I mean, or yesterday, right? It's like yeah, everything, time, time is just one big mystery to me. Yes, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, let's chat about your, your journey. So 2013, walking away from a pretty, um, dare I say, shitty <laughs> experience. Yeah, very, very shitty. Yeah. And, and you know, coming back to sort of that place of your childhood uh, intuition sparking back up and let's get to where we are today. Like, what has that journey been like for you? Well, you know, it's been lots of ups and downs. I would say that, you know, it's very interesting too. Like, sorry if I go a little bit all over the place, but. No, it's fine. I love it. I love a good <laughs> ramble. It's okay, my favorite. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so starting when I, I'm going to go back to when I was younger, I actually had a near death experience where I almost drowned and I, I, I really kind of matched that to being able to tap into these spiritual, more spiritual aspects of myself, because I think I think about things a lot different, differently than other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of go into situations going like, all right, like if this, you know, say it's a hard situation, right? Uh, I kind of see the bigger picture. I don't, I don't really get caught up in the, in the details. Um, you know, there's a time and place to get caught up in details, but for me in any relationships that I do go into, like if things start to go south or whatever, I kind of am able to see the big picture of, okay, well, this isn't going to last forever. And, you know, permanency is, is not a thing. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, let's see where, where life is taking me. So when I was young and I had that near-death experience, from there, I think, you know, there was just a lot of chaos when I was growing up and I carried that into my adult years. And then in 2013, when I really walked away, that was the first time I set a boundary. And um, I think that once you acknowledge that you have the power to set boundaries, you start to manifest a different life. So for myself, I walked away from this relationship. And then I was like, whoa, who am I? I have, I just was in a relationship for nearly four years Mm -hmm. from 18 to 22. That's such a huge growing period. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of my things has always been that I'm a writer. Um, I love to write poetry. I um, just got published um, a few months ago. um, And you know, that was a really big deal for me, but writing my feelings out, right. Talk, you know, 
talking to myself through, through paper has always brought forth my authentic self so much more. And through tapping back into that, once I left that relationship is really when the spiritual journey started for me. I started listening to this inner voice that I had blocked out for such a long period of time. And that inner voice really started to carry me in a different direction. And it brought me to a couple of different relationships that ended up I realized that they weren't suiting me and I was able to figure that a lot, a lot quicker, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of, I was shedding so many people and I was like, why, like, why is this happening? Like all of these people are falling to wayside. All these people who I thought were going to be a part of my life for such a significant period of time are not in my life anymore. Um, you know, I think that when you start to grow and you are manifesting this new life for yourself, it really pushes people out. Those vibrational frequencies that you are putting out there are not being met by these people anymore. So they start to fall away and it makes room for all these other great people who start to fall into your life. So just all of this, you know, these events, um, over time, you know, just kind of led me to where I am now. And I fell into Reiki, uh, which was, you know, I wish that it was some like great story about how I fell into it and all of this, but it was like, I, I research everything. So for me, I'm, uh, my son is in Leo and then I have a Gemini moon and a Gemini rising. Mm. So Geminis are all about communication mm-hmm. and all about, um, you know, just being curious and, and trying to learn. And, you know, it doesn't even matter what it is. Let's, let's figure out what, the, what that means and why it is and asking all the questions. So I think that that aspect of me just kind of fell into Reiki and, I came across this class and I started studying with a Reiki master and um, I, I got attuned and I started to see the benefits of what Reiki was doing for me. And what that was, was I was, I was having so much less anxiety. I felt so connected to a higher power and I felt centered and that ended up spreading outward. And again, people started falling away or people started falling into place. So um, just the, the deep meditative state that you really get into while you're doing Reiki, uh, it's so crazy. So I know that I'm rambling, so sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's beautiful. I mean, it's just it's just been such a beautiful like journey from that near death experience to you know finding a, an energetic healing modality that sounds like it's really providing you some deep experiences. It is, and it's so insane because I'll be I'll be performing Reiki on myself and. You know, um, I know that you also, um, you know, study Reiki. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that you probably have similar experiences, but when you're in this deep meditative state, you are literally, it feels like you are traveling elsewhere. Like it feels to me anyway, that I'll put on some music and I'll put my headphones in and I'm so concentrated on this 
you know, loving, warm, intuitive energy throughout my, my chakra points, um, that I, I, it's almost like I forget where I am and it's crazy because that has kicked into me dreaming at night and I've always had, um, dreams that come true. I recently went and saw a Reiki healer in October and she did a soul retrieval for me. And she basically was like really kind of testing my uh, spiritual abilities and trying to see if I was the real deal. And while she had me in this deep meditative state um, to do the soul retrieval, she she was using like a stone above my third eye and she said, do you feel anything? And I said, it feels like there's this deep cutting in, in my forehead. Like something sharp is going into my forehead and she wasn't touching me. And she goes, Oh, that's how I know you're the real deal. And I told her about my dreams that come true. And that's when she told me about being a dream walker. And I was like, what the heck is that? (laughs) So she explained to me that dream walkers are people who have dreams, prophetic dreams, and they also travel to different realms while they're sleeping. So it's similar to astral projection. Um, I don't know if, if you know what astral projection is. I do, but if you, there's probably people who don't um, okay, who are great. listening. So yeah, sh- share away. Okay. So the, the idea of astral projection is that while you fall asleep, um, there is an in-between. So it's like a, a dream world. So you're entering the dream world, but you're still kind of awake. And your spirit is actually leaving your body. So when your spirit leaves your body, it can then travel anywhere in the dream realms. And those realms maybe you know different than obviously this earthly plane reality um, but they come in all different shapes and sizes they have all kinds of different people in them um, and in the traveling of those realms I have these crazy dreams and they always come true so I ended up talking to this Reiki healer about my dreams and then she brought up the dream walking and I started looking into it and I'm like, Oh my God, I have always been a dream walker. So a dream walker is essentially someone who does astrally project, but they are visiting these realms and they are having these crazy experiences that are, are like, they feel very real. So while you're, you're in the dream and you're having this experience, you wake up and everything that has happened in that experience is so vivid. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to point out that actually before I had the opportunity to even do this podcast, I had a dream about doing a podcast. Mm. So what's, what's really crazy is I have this friend, uh, her name is Jasmine. She's a numerologist and a tarot reader as well. Um, and she is always, she's very witchy and she's a self-proclaimed witch and she, which is, I think is really cool. Um, and in my dream that I had, I basically was in a podcast and I was recording with two people who I didn't know and had never met before. And at the very end of the podcast, she's like, 
all right, like she she was there, my friend Jasmine, and she was like, like let's go smoke a joint. And sorry, I don't know if that's okay to say, but that's totally fine. <laughs> this season, I I uh, actually uh, interviewed somebody who works in the cannabis industry and is a witch. Oh, so. great. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So, yeah, I feel like that's really big on the West Coast. So uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, let's go smoke a joint. And then I, I kind of like woke up from that dream. And the next morning I go and I'm on Instagram and I looked at her story and she on her Instagram story posted that you were looking for two people to interview for the upcoming season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, and so I reached out to you and then that's how this all came about. But it was very, very like crazy. And I told her about it and she was like, oh, I would so smoke a joint with you. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Jasmine was on, Jasmine was on season one. Oh, the podcast. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. How great. Yeah. She was really fun to talk to because I don't know that much about numerology. And so she was really great. A great resource for that. It's super interesting. I also do not know very much about it, but, um, yeah, I've had my numerology, uh, done through her and she's amazing. She's spot Um, on every time. Totally. And now I know, I don't know enough to do much, but I know enough that I'm starting to notice numbers. Exactly. (laughs) I actually was just messaging her the other day and we were talking about how I was seeing the number four everywhere, like repeatedly. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, why am I seeing fours all over the place? I went to the gas station and, you know, I let the automatic pump go and then it stopped at Mm, Um, $44.44. I went and paid for something and it was $4.44. I woke up uh, in the middle of the night at 4.44 in the morning, you know, just these weird things. And I was like, what is this? And she um, messaged me and she goes, oh, that's uh, your spiritual guides basically just telling you that you're on the right path Mm. and you know, they're watching over you. And I was like, wow, that is so freaking cool. That's amazing. And I love that you're talking about this, this dream working too, or this dream walking. I mean, yeah. yeah, Um, I have had dreams that have come true as well. And knowing some things. Yeah. Um, Mm. And so like, as you're talking, and I also did uh, a soul retrieval with, with a Reiki master and that was really helpful. It it was, it, uh, it was really beautiful because um, I was working to prepare myself in order to become pregnant and I needed to have parts of myself that had been lost when in early childhood, um, Mm-hmm. come back and it was it was beautiful and one of the things that I really loved about working with her she's since moved and I'm like a super bummed because oh, I loved, she was a massage therapist and did Reiki and mm-hmm. um, postpartum she really helped me postpartum with my postpartum OCD she um, we did a lot of like connective like I brought my baby and she did Reiki on the two of us and it was oh it was be- it was really 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 beautiful absolutely uh, yeah so for people out there who you know are thinking about doing getting a session I mean I just it's been transformational in my life but now it's making me think what you're talking about this dream walking it's making me think about um looking at my dreams in a different way I mean I knew that I had had 
prophetic dreams, mm-hmm. stuff that has come, you know, that has come true. But um, I'm going to have to look up this, this dream walking business a little more. Yes, absolutely. And it's hard because there's actually not like books about it or anything, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, like there's so little information about this. And you know, I, I write and everything. So I'm like, Oh, do I need to start dabbling in that? So that yeah. they can kind of get more information out about that because right. I don't think people understand that this is so, these dreams can be so intense. So mm-hmm. I would say a, a great example, example would be, um, you know, I was about six months into my Reiki healing. I was doing it every single night. Um, I was, really starting to feel more attuned, um, just to everything around me and to the spiritual world and everything. And one night I went to sleep and I had this insane dream that was so vivid. And basically I was by myself and this deity came to visit me. And I was like, who is this? And she was speaking a different language, but I could understand her. And she basically was just had this like vivacious personality and she was so intense and I was intimidated by her, but I knew that she meant well. And she came to me and all she basically said was, keep going. You're on the right path. I, you know, I just need you to keep going because you're going to make it so far. And as long as you don't give up and you just keep on the spiritual path, so many good things are going to come for you. Mm. And I was like, wow. And then it, um, it basically cut, cut to a different scene and this huge, like dark entity was before me and this deity was gone and this like he must have been eight feet tall and he was dark and cloaked and he had this vibrant red energy just gushing off of him and I said who are you what do you want and he wouldn't say anything and I could see his face kind of peeking through this dark cloak and he would, he still wouldn't say anything. And I kept yelling at him. And finally, like it cut to a different scene. And now I was in an apocalyptic city and I was with my mother and we were escaping this dark entity and it was trying to find me. And my mom said, don't worry, we're going to, um, find a way to block him out. He's not going to get to you. And she helped me and we ended up sleeping in this apocalyptic city in the middle of the night. And at one point while we were sleeping, the, the entity came to me and all of a sudden I was levitating and I was meditating in the middle of this levitation. And I had this three foot white light being pushed out around my whole aura and it was sprinkled with like this gold protective light and I was like just there and it it banished the entity and it went away so fast forward six months I only just broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years about two months ago and during this time there was a huge um 
there was a huge part of our relationship that was based around partying and he wanted to go down that path. And I kept telling him, I don't want to do this anymore. And he didn't want to let that go. And so we basically separated because of lifestyle choices that we weren't compatible with. And my mom ended up being the one who was helping me. And she basically helped me like move out of there. And um, I've since done some tarot readings for myself. And it basically has repeatedly told me like, you will be at a harmonious state after this, you know, period of darkness and this period of transformation that is going to be really hard. And so I feel like that was such a prophetic dream for up into the moment that I am right now, where, you know, all of these changes have recently been happening. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you have any sort of system of logging your dreams, like writing them down? You said you were a writer. Do you write them down or journal? I do. I do. So in my phone, I know it's just, I really should like actually physically write them down and keep a journal because I feel like technology, there's only so many times you can actually rely on it. But, <laughs> right. but I, um, I do uh, type everything into my notes. So I have a whole dream log um, up that, I, that I started up again about. <laughs> and basically during this time, I have been logging everything and just really keeping track of that through my notes. But all of like that you start to see a pattern mm-hmm. when you start to read them. And it's so insane. Like, like just um, another good example, this this girl that I was friends with for a long period of time, and then she like really screwed me over. And then, you know, I didn't, I haven't talked to her in years and years and years. And there was just a, about a month ago, I had a dream that I was talking to my most recent ex-boyfriend and his family. And we were in the sunroom of this particular friend's house, the girl who I hadn't talked to in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't around, but it was, we were in her house. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I haven't had any association with this person for a good 10 years. Like, why would I be dreaming of her sunroom? And the next day she added me on Instagram and I hadn't talked to her in 10 years. I was like, this is so bizarre. Like, why is this a thing right now? Yeah. You know, it's just these weird little like things that, that are like, I'm here and I need you to, you know, like acknowledge that this dream is happening because it's, it's trying to give you messages. Yeah. That's really, really powerful. So many from the like the like mundane, right? right. You know, to right. like the really big sort of like spiritual. You're on the right path, sort totally. of messages. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I absolutely. love that. And um, you know, there was even um, a few weeks ago, I went to go see my healer, and we were going to do a natal chart reading because I'd never done one before. And before the week before I went to see her, she um, she visited me in one of my dreams. And in my dream, she was holding up a whiteboard. And in reality, I'd actually just texted her like a couple days before because I kept waking up and I could hear a woman whispering to me in my ear. Um, that happens sometimes. Um, so when I was talking to her, she told me to look up star languages. So 
star languages are basically languages from other realms, people from, you know, different universes that are trying to communicate with you and they may be speaking to you in a different language that you don't understand, but Mm -hmm. that subconsciously you'll be able to understand. So anyway, I had her fresh in my mind because I'd had this conversation with her. And then she visited me in my dream and she was holding up a whiteboard and she, in the dream was like, yes, look at this word. And the word was like albanseo or almansa or something like that. And I just remember it started with an A and it had that ring to it. And I wrote it down immediately when I woke up and I was researching like crazy, like, what does this word mean? And the closest word that I came to was an Arabic word that meant platform. So I'm like, okay, like the healer, she's trying to show me something about how, you know, a platform, like whatever that means. I don't get that. So I met up with her a week later for the natal chart reading. And I walked in there and, you know, I started talking to her and I said, I'm having this recorded session with her. And she goes, you know, you're a Leo sun. And because you have a Gemini rising and a Gemini moon, you're so about communication, but Leos need the stage. And she goes, you need a platform. Mm. You need, you need to have this sort of platform that you can speak on and you're going to make an influence in your immediate community with this platform. And I was like, whoa, like you just came to me in a dream. You told me platform, like, this is so crazy. I said, you were holding up a whiteboard. And she goes, oh, I have a whiteboard for you. You're going to need to use it so that you can write out your ideas. And it's kind of in your immediate vision when you like wake up in the morning. And so she gives me this whiteboard and it was just so crazy. Like you're giving me a whiteboard. You're just holding up a whiteboard with the word platform on it. And now you're telling me I need to have a platform. So it was just like, (laughs) what the heck is happening? Yeah, you're in the zone. Yes. Absolutely. It's this insane, like the universe is just trying to communicate with you. And I feel like that's for everyone. I think that the universe is ultimately trying to, even if it's like a low hum, there's always something in the background that is trying to tell you the thing that's going to get you the furthest, the thing that is going to be the best for your spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people have a hard time tapping into that. Um, And I feel like those are the people who end up stagnant or, you know, having lots of issues that they have a hard time getting past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it can be scary, right? Like there's, there's so much um, information that the universe is trying to connect with or share with us that I think sometimes it can just be easier to be like, I'm just going to eat a bag of Cheetos and turn on, (laughs) you know, family guy or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Because then, then I might have to do something with this information. You know, exactly. every time that I've had a dream that has felt super powerful, I'm like, oh, shit, I know I have to do something about this, or I have to say something, or, ugh. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard because it, it is such a big responsibility to, you know, kind of harness this energy that we all have as, as you know, celestial beings that we are. We're just here for a human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just feel like, you know, we really do all have the ability to tap into it. It's just a matter of if and when we want to. And if we really start to listen to that, that's when things really start to organically unfold for us. And Mm -hmm. we are able to get the most out of whatever it is our experience is supposed to be while we're here. Yeah. So now tell me how... um, 
wire wrapping and art, like very physical, um, like I, as somebody who like, I really, really love um, writing. And so like, congratulations mm-hmm. on getting your, bo- your poetry published. That's, oh, that's amazing. Um, I really jive with, with writing and art is something that I really love, but um, I don't do a lot of it. So I'm curious, have you always been artistic in like making jewelry and stuff? Or is this part of so- the 2013, you know, <laughs> spiritual revolution? <laughs> Right. No, that's a great question. Uh, so I've always been an artist. Uh, since I was young, I've drawn everything. Um, I've just always been able to spiritually tap into that. And there's this quote that says, you know, the adult artist is the, the, ch- the child that survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, this, this youth has survived in me through my art. It's such a great you know, way to just like, basically, you know, spiritually, like purge yourself onto uh, a physical plane so that you can put your brain onto or into something and it comes out and people go, whoa. And they like, it's like, that's something you literally manifested and now you can share with other people. So I've always had this, um, artistic ability. My father was also an artist, um, really amazing artist. And luckily I got that from him. Um, and after, you know, just because I love art in general, I've always been crafty. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be drawing, it can be painting, it could be woodworking, it can be um, jewelry making. I have this great, lucky, innate ability to just be able to throw it together and it always works. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, Right now, I basically, for a very long time, I was very artistic when I did get into that three and a half, four year relationship, that was awful. Um, this person had convinced me that I was no good. Like your art is no good. Your, you know, all of these things about you, they're no good. And I don't know why you even try to do this when, you know, you're, you're ultimately failing. And this is what he kind of pounded into my head. Mm. So, for a long time, I kind of let that go. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just be good at other things. And I also had had a college counselor tell me, oh, you want to do art in school? Well, that's a really tough gig. And, you know, a lot of people don't make it as artists. And I'm like, wow, you're the person who's, who's helping people set up their, their future goals and their lives. And you're telling them that they're not going to make it. So the right path, to go down because it was going to be too tough. And really that's just the limitations that they were setting for themselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they, that's what they were telling me. So I kind of put it off to the side for a very long period of time. Um, I didn't really touch art. And if I did, it was, it was very like kind of half-assed and not really, um, I wasn't really invested in what I was creating. So when I did finally walk away from that relationship, I told myself, I'm never, ever going to let this be second again. Like this needs to be a main focus in my life. Um, and I need it to be upfront and out there because that's who I am. And this is such a huge piece of me. So I started getting back into it and progressively just continue to get better and better. And now I'm painting a lot. 
and I got into the wire wrapping um, about two and a half years ago. Um, my most recent ex-boyfriend actually took me into this beautiful crystal shop that they have in San Francisco. It's called the Love of Ganesha. It's they have so many beautiful things in there. Um, just the clothing, and they have crystals and stones galore. It's just so magnetic. When you walk in there, you are just washed with this crazy energy from all the stones and crystals. And I remember the first time I walked in there, I had an anxiety attack because it was just like so much profound energy. And I was like, whoa, I have to like walk out of here because it's too much. And so, but that was the first place I saw wire wrapped jewelry. And I looked at it and I was like, wow. I was like, this is so insane. How the people take take this time to so intricately wrap this metal and then they incorporate this stone and they frame it so nicely and and i was like so like captivated by it so from there i really took a look at them and i started studying the the more simple wire wraps that i had purchased for myself and i started looking at them and i was like I think I can do this. And I started watching YouTube videos and I bought um, a wire wrapping book and I really just was, you know, the way you become an expert in anything is you just throw yourself at it. Mm -hmm. So I really, really um, was like, I'm going to do this. And I started and I made my first wrap and I remember it was so ugly and I was like, so proud of it. And I was like, wow, like, look what I did. Like I made this. And, you know, over time they just got more intricate and more, um, well put together and more seamless. And from there I started gain gaining a lot more confidence. And that's when I started, you know, my Instagram for my wire wraps. I put together my Etsy shop. Um, and then I started doing booths. So I did the Treasure Island flea market in July. And then most recently, I just did the Winter Crafts Fair in Berkeley. Um, but my very first one was through Raw Artists of San Francisco. They actually sought me out through um, my Etsy shop. And they said, we really love your stuff. We would love for you to come and host a booth here. And you know, uh, you'll be with a, a collection of a whole bunch of different artists. And I just like totally fell in love with the whole idea of like, wow, like these people want me to have my art and, you know, people really responded. And I've just had such an amazing time just going down this whole wire wrapping route where you know, connecting with these people about the different crystals and how they make them feel and their energetic properties and just the, the time and the artistry that goes into wire wraps. People are so drawn to it and it just further, you know, pushes me toward wanting to continue on that path. Yeah. And I noticed online um, in the description of the, the pieces is that each of them are also not only like the beautiful crystals that you pick and then the um hand on wire wrapping but you also incorporate your spiritual practice of um charging them with reiki and moonlight yes yes so what i do is when a piece is finished i sit it up with quartz crystals on my windowsill and then they charge in the moonlight and that really helps to 
clear any, um, you know, possible negative energy that, that previously the stone had had, had it been, you know, in a shop that was around people who didn't have positive energy, whatever. If I bought it online and the stone came and during the travel process, it's, you know, banged around and stuff. That's also negative energy kind of going into that. So I, I set them up on the win- windowsill with, with uh, some quartz crystals that charge in the moonlight and that clears their energetic energy and also empowers and enhances it. And then I sage them to just further clear that any energy. And I also seal it with Reiki prayer. So just sitting and with each piece, really putting a focused, loving intention on each piece. Um, Also, I try to sit there and I just connect to the divine light and I go, you know, let the the wearer be protected. Let the wearer um, get from this piece what what it is they truly seek. And I I then I package them up and I go to my little booths and I try to sell them. <laughs> I love that. And it just sounds like there's been such a positive like response. I mean, if people are seeking you out and asking you to come to these events and stuff, like that's right. that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. And it's, it really connects you to a whole bunch of other artists mm-hmm. that, you know, you go, wow. And they, you know, they kind of give you some ideas about your own stuff. And even if they're doing some, you know, some crazy, um, different kind of art, like this woman who I was, um, sat next to at the Berkeley winter crafts fair, she makes, uh, rattles, and she like medicinal rattles and she literally will go to garage sales and to uh, thrift stores and will pick up just these crazy vintagey intricate throwaway items that nobody wants and she turns them into like medicinal rattles and there are people who were just coming in there and it's like this innate instinctual like wanting to you know, have some kind of drumming music sound that these people would be so drawn into her little shack of all these different crazy looking rattles. And they're sitting there and they're shaking them. And it's like super shamanic and so freaking cool. And I was like, what a good idea. Like, it's so cool to be um, around these other people who are taking their creative aspects to a different, you know, different space than, than I would even think to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings me to the, one of the questions that I always ask people because the tagline of this podcast is, is about living tarot, but it's also about creative intuition. And so I'm, I'm curious um, where creative intuition is kind of showing up for you uh, this week. Mm, This week, man, you know, here's a good example. Um, I would say, well, firstly, we're so close to the new year. So I feel like when, when we're so close to starting the new year, firstly, we've also had so many Mercury retrogrades this, <laughs> this last 2018. Um, it's, it's been such a trying time for a lot of people who are going through so many transitions and so many transformative phases of their lives. And I myself am also going through that. So I think my intuition at this point is just to... I have such a hard time with this, but to go with the flow. And I've never been good at that. Um, I feel like Leo being a fixed sign is very like set in their ways and they like the way things are. And then this other Gemini side of me is like, no, we have to know everything and we have to touch on everything and learn about everything. And I think that 
into intuitive part of me is just to kind of let everything kind of fall from my fingertips. However, it's going to mm-hmm. don't have control over that. I'm currently working on a few paintings and you know, you get hypercritical of when you're sitting there and getting so involved in all the little details of everything that you, you forget to look at how beautiful the whole picture is. So, you know, one of the things that I recently worked on was um, I did this beautiful Phoenix and I'm going to be giving it to a family friend who had his cabin burned down at the uh, beginning of the the year and we're going into the new year at his new cabin and so I'm going to be giving him this beautiful painted phoenix with all these crazy layers and just kind of send that off with that creative intuitive energy and really hope for the best with that Mm, I love that so much that sounds like a really meaningful a meaningful gift for you know for him and then but then also like you know the process of creating it Right. And no, it was a great process creating it. It was just, I feel like when it's such a well-intentioned, you know, artistic piece too, and there's going to be so much deeper meaning into it, like you almost subconsciously start putting in more positive energy, like, and that really reverberates into the piece and stays with it wherever that goes. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're creating something and then someone gets a hold of that and they're, they're taking that energy with them and that, that now is going to live with them or wherever they store it or where, 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 whatnot. So, right. Right. You so, put yeah. that energy out into the, into the world and it gets to yeah. transform. And then anyone exactly. who get who sees it, you know, exactly. or just like your wire wraps, anyone who wears it and then people who see people wearing it, you know, it's just that ripple yeah. out effect, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's another way to kind of manifest your own journey is like, mm-hmm. you know, if you put yourself out there, people will inevitably pick up on that and you'll, you'll vibrate out and bring forth, you know, people who need to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, I feel I like we can, I just feel like to be careful because. <laughs> yeah. To be careful. <laughs> I was going to say you, it's good to be careful because when you are a being of light and you have the the best best intentions there are going to be you know kind of scum of the earth who try mm-hmm. to feed off of that positive energy because they don't carry it themselves and right. so they sit there and they go oh well she has plenty so let me feed off of that mm-hmm. and that's such a such a huge thing to just be careful about as a being of of light you know yeah some energy vampires out there that can oh, try to yes. suck you dry yes absolutely absolutely Wow, I just feel like uh, we've already been talking <laughs> for almost an hour. I just am like, I feel oh like we could, just, we could just sit all afternoon, you know, and, and talk oh away, God. like, which is, which is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, definitely. So I think it would be a good question to kind of wrap up with is before we talk about how people can get a hold of your jewelry and, um, yeah. and Reiki from you is... Or was there anything or anything that's kind of coming up for you right now that feels like you would um, regret leaving this podcast experience not having shared or talked about or um, yeah, anything that you were hoping to share that just we haven't gotten to yet? You know, I think 
as I, as I did talk to you about before we started this podcast, which was the intention, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, just the authenticity, everything kind of unfolding organically. And I think, I think that this went exactly as I would want it to. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so very grateful for this uh, opportunity to talk to somebody who also is so like enveloped in this kind of lifestyle and understanding, um, you know, that there are so many different aspects spiritually around us. And I think that I just encourage people to really dive into that themselves. Like, even if it sounds so taboo and even if it's so like, you know, I don't know if I believe in all of this. Well, I feel like all of us go through that period of time. Like we're not sure about it. And then things kind of unfold and they show themselves to us and we go, wow, like, I, I really should be diving a little bit more into this spiritual aspect of my life and understanding who I am. I think growth is just super important. I think being authentic to yourself is very important. And I think that's kind of the message that I want to put out is everybody let things unfold organically and they will come into fruition if they're meant to. Mm, I love that. That kind of going with the flow, like you were talking about earlier, that can be so challenging. Yes. <laughs> and yet I feel like when I, when I live in that state, it is much more um, impactful than me kind of trying to like have everything figured out all at once. Right. Mm. Right. Um, I would say the one other thing I will mention is that I will also be um, starting a podcast in the, in the new year. Um, I do have a name for it, but I haven't put it together. And then I would of course love for you to be on it at some point, Um, but it's going to be called coffee and consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be another aspect of my spiritual journey. I love that. That's your platform. One of your platforms right there. Yep. I'm super excited about it. Oh, I love it. Um, Okay. So how can people get a hold of you all the different ways? And I'm, and I'll make sure to put the, um, the links and stuff in the show notes as well, but shout it out. Okay. So I can be reached um, through my wire app page, which is Rosie D wire app. And that's Rosie with three E's. So R O S E E E D as in Daniel and then wire app. Uh, that's my wire app page. There is also a link in the bio to my Etsy shop. Please keep in mind that my Etsy shop is still in progress of being updated as much as possible. Um, so there's a lot of pieces that I may display in on my Instagram page that I haven't yet put up in my Etsy shop. And I can just be direct messaged. Um, I'm super very friendly and open to any questions um, that people might have about the pieces. So, you know, I also do custom pieces. That's another thing. Um, If there's any stones that people are interested in, you know, or gravitate toward a lot more, I'm very down to do a custom piece. I've done a few already um, and they've gone very well. And then other than that, I just have my more personal account, which is a more daily source of inspiration. That's where I let a lot of my writing come out. I also will post my paintings up there, um, which I'm going to start also selling very soon. Um, And that can be on my main page, which is Dominique, spelled D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E, and Rosie with the three E's, so R-O-S-E-E-E. Love it. Well, this has just been so wonderful, and I feel like... um, 
we could keep talking, but you know, as people are commuting and listening to this, uh, maybe we'll just have to have you on again in the future, you know, or they can all tune in to uh, coffee and consciousness, right? Yes. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I'm going to get that up and running very soon. So I would love to have you on and it's also going to be kind of similar to this uh, podcast you have, more spiritually inclined individuals or just people in general on a spiritual path who want to share that journey. Awesome. Well, Dominique, this has just been so fun. And I just wish you, you know, a wonderful rest of your evening and, um, you know, the start to 2019. Thank you. I wish that to you as well. And to Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.